Hey, what's up? This is Community Service with Craig Conan. That's me. Are we rolling? Yes. Hell yeah. What's up? Community Service Podcast. That's my podcast. I'm here with Grant Cotter. He's very funny. And uh, yeah, dude, what's up, bro? What up? I'm happy to be doing some community service. I didn't know it was going to be video. I would have, you know, worn a nicer shirt or something. You want to dress like Miklo from the pen, bro? What's up, dude? (laughs) Dude, Bantos locos forever. Dude, Tocayo Negro, you know? (laughs) You look like I'm half Mexican. Are you Mexican? No. Are you Latino? Kind of. But you look more like a güero than I do. Güero. I got to do the accent, you know? Well, I grew up on Catalina Island, and I'd say it's like, 89 percent hispanic so like all my friends yeah just straight growing up in the hood Las you Casitas. have it in you you could always see it a little bit good you i wanted to shine through yeah, you know that's right bitches we're fucking paisas homies mr cat's growling you're you're pocho oh the light gotcha Damn, now your viewers have seen what's up the lights are coming Ooh, correct with that three-point lighting fucking true blue baby um Mr. Cat's outside hunting butterflies and birds and shit. Just trying to kill pretty beautiful life, you know. Does he ever bring you, like, a trophy? He, he ever brought bring me you- two cockroaches. Like, <laughs> I don't want this. Oh, yeah. Tell him to step his game up. Get yeah. something better, you know? <laughs> I actually, cockroach is better than, like, a beautiful hummingbird. I'd be like, oh, you murder Oh, that'd be sad. I know. My cat's I- an indoor cat, and he just stares out the window and, like, chirps when he sees birds. He goes, like, yeah. But we don't let him out, you know. Well, he's institutionalized. He's, you know, I'm scared to let him out, but he he just sticks to this front area and he doesn't go too far. But if like I get a little worried, so, you know, he's my baby. Dude, like, I, where's Mr. Cat? I got a street cat. I got this cat named Ringo who just like kind of like rocks the block, you know. And Did he's like you? he's not a stray. He's got an owner, but like he doesn't fuck with the owner at all. And so like I've kind of adopted him and I leave him food every day and I pet him and like I love this cat because he just fends for himself. He reminds me of like myself, you know, he's kind of hood. You stole him. I didn't steal him because he never, he doesn't come in my house. You know, he just kicks it like Mr. Cat out front. But my neighbor, Tanya, she's been letting him in and I'm getting like real jealous. Yeah, man, he bared fucking tanya harding tanya dude <laughs> i gotta do something you know i gotta get like some better food i gotta upgrade you know from dry to wet just to like really show him what yeah. he's missing you start fucking gluing cat hair to your <laughs> i'm a cat yeah i don't know uh i made the switch i mean this dude knocked on my door i let him in and now i'm a cat guy i never had a cat in my life you just found him? He just cruised up? Yeah, he knocked on the door, dude. Dude, he goes, are you Craig Conan, yeah, the comedian? I said, yeah, bro, come on. He farted and walked right in, dude. Oh, he's like, dude, I've seen your videos. <laughs> dude, I know what you're about. <laughs> Cat's farts sound like this. <laughs> yeah. What, like a fucking dart coming out of a balloon? Okay, okay they sound more like this. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard my cat fart, but like I smelled it once, and I just thought it was my girlfriend lying. They stink. Yeah. They stink. I knew it was the cat. I hope it was the cat. Otherwise, I'm really losing it because I know when I fart. But 
it just smelled like shit in my bed. And I was like, well, I don't think I farted. And he's just sleeping. But it didn't, it didn't, I didn't hear anything. They don't make noises. I guess the fur is like a silencer. Well, yeah, because cats are silent creatures by nature. You know, they're always kind of just like stealth creeping around. I want to hear your impersonation of a cat fart. <laughs> I said that I, word I've never wrong. heard a cat fart, but I think it would probably, you know, maybe have like a little hint of meow in it too, you know, yeah. just like a. <laughs> That's the bird <laughs> chirp you did earlier, dude. <laughs> you already did. That's you fucking. Pass the line, Miklo. <laughs> Give me some chuchun. Chucho. Pass the fifi, chucho. Dude, I started up made a fifi before. We all have. And uh, you ever do the banana one? No. That one's more organic and holistic. <laughs> do you ever heat yours up in the microwave? That's what I did once. You know, you put duct tape around a banana. <laughs> like you take the banana out and then so, you know, it doesn't like rip. Yeah. Peels are kind of yeah. soft. And then, uh, and then you know, and then you, you try fuck the banana. And then your dick smells like a pie for the rest of the day. I've never fucked a fruit. Come on, man. Well, I've, aside from a banana, like what would be an appealing fruit? Melon. A melon, but the seeds and the strings, like a pumpkin, would be sketchy. Cantaloupe would be weird. <laughs> I used to always finger melons at Trader Joe's. Did you ever see me do that one? No, I don't think. I so. just because that, that that'd be. Uh, you know, spoils with a little bit of mold, little. So we would have to donate them, and like if it was a coworker, I'd be, like, "Hey, dude!" And it just, <laughs> it was just very gross and funny. And they'd be like, "Oh, and I'd be like, yeah, ah, melon, <laughs> smell so, my finger, smell my finger, cantaloupe, bro." Is that the worst thing to do? Like that's such like a high school, middle school thing. Like you're at a party, you go, "Like, dude, what'd you do with her?" You go, "Smell my fingers." <laughs> it's always like these two as it's well. It's such a douchey thing but it also is fucking funny dude but like now that i'm older like that's disgusting what if girls like finger a dude's asshole and really like, they go up to their girlfriend like it smell my finger dude different scent different <laughs> fucking vibe <laughs> they're, they're like sour that's a fucking sour apple bro dude what if girls were bros there's a rare breed of them but you know like bro bro like huntington beach dumb dumb bro they're like whoa finger this guy's asshole <laughs> fucking smell it ripe dude dude i knew some girls like that but they were super hot but they were so just like 909 you yeah. know like and they would talk just like the way we would talk and it was like their hotness kind of goes away a little bit because then they just blend in because you much. watch them Although I, I don't give a fuck. I like girl that farts and skates and shit. Don't matter. But you want like a little bit of girl in there. You don't want them to be like, <laughs> you know, you're like, baby, like romance me. Yeah, work it up. That's my gig. That's my thing. I know I feel bad for some of the girls I date. I just fart and shit and burp. And yeah, but you're real, you know? How long before you start like farting in front of <laughs> Immediately, bro. I've farted on first dates. Okay. Often. Well, I don't like purposefully do it, but if it comes up, it comes up, and I just laugh. Good, you're you're not trying to hide it. Yeah, it's like I'd rather for? a girl do that than like a girl like secret fart, and you just smell it, and then she's like, "What is that? What is that? Did the cat fart? I don't know. What is that? It's like, dude, it was I think you. You have something in your rug. I think your rug has shit on the corner. Oh yeah, the gardener came in earlier. Yeah, he shit on the floor. Um, something about. Uh, girls farts when they stink 
it's extra gross, you know? I want them to fart. But when it's stinky, it's like, hey. <laughs> just, I, I think it's because most girls hide it. and You know what I mean? So when it does happen, they hid it for so long. Like if it was more rampant. Oh, like it's just mine. been building up, you know? Yeah, and that too. But like because they never, ever do it, when they do do it, you're like, it's more of a shock. You know, you're like, hey. Oh, yeah. You've been letting some shit rot in there for a couple months. And yeah. now you just let it all out in one fell swoop. Ugh. With that being said, girls, you still can fart on me. I'm down. Would you be down for that during sex? No. That's <laughs> that's that's uh, a no fart zone time. That's my one and only no fart zone. You pause it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be something interesting to try. 2019, nah, do you. I'm good on shit smells during sexy time. Ugh. <laughs> one time I... Uh, what. Put a little potpourri on it. <laughs> One time a long, long time ago, galaxy far, far away, I was hooking up with this chick and afterwards there was a shit stain on the bed. Oh. And we both saw it at the same time when we were like getting up. Whose was it? Well, neither of us knew, so we didn't say anything. You know, it could have been mine. It could have been hers. It was a long day for both of us. And so we just kind of just like put the blanket over it and we're like, let's go eat. And then left. But it's all I could think about the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I got my money on it was you. It could have been. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, that was in a pre-baby wipe era. Um, I didn't know about the baby wipes until recently. Game changer. Nobody told me with baby wipes. you Dude, you go like three days without showering now. <laughs> There's no more itchy butt. When you don't use baby wipes, you get that itchy booty. You got to dig. You got to give them that. <laughs> and then you you're just like there. dry wiping all the time and it's like it hurts it fucks you up and when then there's there's no baby wipes i just dip the t toilet paper in the in the toilet water little <laughs> damn you are street fool <laughs> you're more miklo than me what are you talking about you're doing Ooh. prison tactics Nah, man just flush this clean water it's mun recycled municipal water what were we talking about before this too, too many things too many things. the doo-doo all -doo. oh, the doo-doo cat farts cats <laughs> hey so you can hit my jeans it's so sorry clean, man. man they're nice they kind of blend in with they're, the couch uh, g-star so the shit story so this didn't happen to me and i have no idea who it is but i will never forget you even though i forgot you me and uh michael lenochi were at an open mic off Cahuenga general store up over there oh yeah i've been there yeah i don't know if they still do it it's been a minute since i've been isn't it weird to not have to do open mics anymore? That's great. Woo! We made it, bitches! Now we just need the kitchen. By we, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this one kid was telling a story because, of course, I got up there and I probably talked about some poop stories. <laughs> and then, you know, like in open mics, whatever the previous comic talks about kind of influences your set because you're like i don't want to like run jokey jokes here at a fucking open mic in front of 30 comics who just want to get up and leave yeah so uh i did a poop story and then he did a poop story and it was the, it was the craziest most intense poop story i ever heard in my <laughs> life he said that he was having sex with the girl and she was on top and she got up really quick and like ran to the bathroom and he's like, what the fuck? And, uh, you know, and she, he looked and she had shit 
the floor, but like a log, like not even <laughs> a diarrhea squirt, like a like a fucking log. And he was just like, oh, fuck. And uh, yeah, and that, there was more, much more detail to this, but he, I think he said he just like ignored it and then still had sex with her <laughs> and then like cleaned it up later and she never admitted to it said anything <laughs> just ignored it and uh i still want to know who the fuck this kid was because like i have questions and like even lenoch he'll be like dude remember that story i'm like yeah <laughs> like who was that kid like i should have wrote his name down uh yeah so a girl like shit on his floor and he just they both ignored it <laughs> that happened to me once when i was a kid at a slumber party it was this kid brent's birthday party and it was like a sleepover and like first all the kids like had like cool night shirts or like they wore like basketball shorts and a shirt to sleep in and my mom gave me like straight up pajamas <laughs> like button up pajamas and shit and i felt like so whack there and then so all the you kids are like having fun up pajamas at a slumber party yeah dude and we're like you know seven eight nine and my mom was just like british and maybe that's just how they sleep in england you know in like almost yeah. suits and i like shit myself but like not like shit my pants like a pebble came out and they found it on the floor <laughs> and then everybody was like who did this like and then the mom came out and was like yo be honest like who did this because she thinks there's like a kid in her house with just like shit in his pants yeah and it was just like a little pebble but i was real embarrassed you know so i didn't i never admitted to it you know and she's like does anybody have like a pet at home like maybe a rabbit or this and i was like well i have a pomeranian but it like, was you <laughs> i never do it but then I, that kid never invited me over to his house again so like i knew they knew it was me damn you can't lie good yeah <laughs> Well, not when you're wearing fucking pajamas. Somebody shit the, uh, I got two stories. Let me forget. Coach Cowan, baseball team. But somebody shit the floor in Vegas. I can't believe I forgot this. Did I talk about that on Patreon? I think it happened afterwards. I recorded a solo Vegas edition. I was in Vegas for a whole fucking week. You've done that a bunch. It's too long. It's too long too long that is dude. so long eating in the employee cafeterias and just that like walking depressing. around it's sad man i call it the mess hall <laughs> so the the suite is nice i mean you can't complain about the room it's fucking gorgeous you got a view and there's a kitchen and but the mess hall depressing food was not good it's free food though but uh someone shit the floor uh, have you done Brad Garrett's? I've never done that one. I've done the Tropicana. Tropicana? That's even crazier. That's two shows a night. It's Brad wild. Garrett's only one show. I'm at, <sighs> Hayes Vegas, seven days. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's too long. I felt like... a four-day rotation? After the end of seven... So Laugh Factory, there's two shows a night for seven days straight. So you like forget your, you forget when you did your jokes yeah. or what you said on what show. And by the end of the week, my whole set was just like Excalibur's white trash, like buffets are crazy. Like I didn't know who I became <laughs> yeah. after a week in Vegas. I didn't know it affected me until I got home. And I was like... Did I just have Stockholm syndrome? Like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Like, I swear that was a cloud over me. Because you're just not, like, even though that was a beautiful room, it's like not your home, you know? You just, you just, we're just human. We get, I get accustomed to like, all right, there's my cat, there's my play. You know, like, you have your routine. Do you let him clean your room during the week? I did once. Yeah, see, I don't let him in. I did one time. That, I don't, 
I keep it clean. It's but the trash was getting full. It was like yogurt cups in there, and I was like, "All right, they gotta come in." That's how bored I get in in like Vegas. Like I cleaned my room myself. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I'll make the bed. I'll fold the towels." Dude, I set myself so many promises that I didn't keep. Oh, I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna yeah. write. I'm gonna edit, and then you yeah. just watch Forensic Files for seven days straight. Yeah, <laughs> I just went to the pool, and I didn't even watch TV. What's wrong with me? I think I am. There's autistic. a couple things. <laughs> There's I just realized <laughs> that I probably watched one hour of TV in seven days in Vegas. And I was like, what did you do? I was like, we drink coffee and you stare at the wall. Hey, but that's good. You're like, you know, you're you're just like accepting your surroundings rather than like sitting in a room and just like absorbing bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I probably I watched TV one night. Great people watching in the Vegas. Best, the best. You also see like the worst people in the world. You see all of it. You see high rollers to the toothless tillies <laughs> i don't even know i don't whenever i've gone i don't even think i've seen real high rollers because you just see the people fronting like they're high rollers yeah but then i expect like they live in a condo in ohio and they just come it's, to vegas it's like very flaunting. very possible keeping up with the joneses oh the shit okay so they they shit on the uh on the cement walkway to the pool where like the shops are i don't know if you're familiar with that area like in the hotel in the hotel restaurant there's like restaurants shops on the from the casino to the pool there's a long walkway of and it's got nice floors and i see a little hershey squirt kiss like i'm not kidding like a little soft serve a little baby <laughs> maybe the size of two hershey kisses i was like that looks like shit and then of course there was an employee standing over it and like don't walk here don't yeah, walk here yeah and there was a lot of kisses a lot <laughs> and a lot of employees and then i was like that shit and they're spraying it with some like foam shit it's either like a freeze foam or a disinfectant and uh and then there was a big one and there was a couple more little dribbles and then the best part about all this is i obviously i realized it was shit by the fourth <laughs> kiss and then a uh employee mgm security guard whatever was standing over it like waiting for somebody to come and another employee walks up with like cleaning supplies he's like what happened he's like man some motherfucker shit on the floor and like didn't you know i would too it's just funny he's like he but i just and i was like oh yeah now did it look like is there a way to tell did it look like kid shit no it was an adult shit like, it, and then they were walking to the pool so you know they washed their asshole in the chlorine. They were running. You could tell, like, because it was like that, that, that. Like they're like, oh like, no, oh no, oh no, oh, blah. Could and then you, they just ran? Could you tell if they sped up or not? Because like, was the shit like first? It was like, oh, one foot away, one foot away, oh, three feet away. Because then they started running towards the bathroom. Like <laughs> I animal didn't tracking. analyze it like that, but yeah, that makes because I'm not kidding you, Grant. Like it was like over like forty feet. Like it was like <laughs> blop, 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 blop. Like, I, I never had to go that bad. <laughs> never had to go that bad. No, me neither. I've shit <laughs> my pants so many times. I almost shit in Vegas. I pushed like three farts, and the last one was a, was a squirt, but I caught it. You know, I go, oh no! And I was wearing board shorts, no boxers, on my way to the pool, and I look left, and there was the lobby bathroom. I was like, hell yeah! And I just shit my brains out, and I went to the pool. <laughs> but it's because I'm into the pool. Chlorine, you, man. Dude, little kids are opening their eyes under there. <laughs> They're shitting worse than me. 
Worse. Are you, are you sure it wasn't your Hershey kisses <laughs> on the way to the pool and you're just covering it up? <laughs> Fucking Inception. Is that yeah. that movie? It was me. No, that's the wrong movie. Memento? Yeah, maybe. That movie. <laughs> movie reference. Meow. Um, and then the other story I remembered, everything's poop related. Well, I guess we'll get poop heavy right here. In high school, did I tell the Coach Counts story, my baseball team? I don't think so. So I was on a baseball team in high school, and the coach had us over for dinner, the baseball team. And in the bathroom, he had these little uh, white porcelain glass figurines of angels, you know, the little baby angels with the wings and the booties. Yeah, yeah. And he also had fudge as like an appetizer brownie fudge you know so i was in the like, bathroom no this is separate but <laughs> oh, i God. had the light bulb went off you know i took a piss and i seen the porcelain booties of the angels and i was like oh i was eating fudge earlier i was like it's funny if i get some fudge i wet it up and i smeared it on the ass crack <laughs> so then i i did that you know i pooped uh fudged up the porcelain and then i just sat there and waited for it <laughs> fucking waiting and then uh, uh i don't even know i think it was this kid court and he's like coach coach somebody smeared shit on your things <laughs> and the coach went in and it was like a scene from a movie like you just saw him like uh who did this you know and i was just like oh man i thought you'd get a laugh you know out of this and then <laughs> Because those were my great-grandmothers, and it's the only thing she left me. And you put fudge? You put C's candy on my precious moment statues? Yeah, man. Um, no more team dinners after that, you know? You should change the name of this podcast from Community Service to The Poo Cast. The Poo Cast. Well, there's a poop segment where we I ask my guest, do you have a good poop story? But we've... Uh, Oh, we covered that. We did, yeah. Have you shit your pants on a date or anything? Highly embarrassing? I don't think so. Not that I can remember. I'm pretty sure that would stand out in my my mind. Just mainly the one at, at Brent Hillier's house. Okay. We covered it then, because that's a lot. And it fell out my legs, you know, because the pajamas were long pants. Yeah. And it like I felt it, and I was like, oh, shit. And then it <laughs> left came out, little, and it was like on the floor. Left a little trail of tears down your leg. <laughs> I left one Hershey kiss. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, me and him did a podcast, and we talked about shit for 40 minutes, and I listened to it, and we're like, yeah, maybe we should scrap this episode. <laughs> it was just all, like, and then that's when we learned, like, okay, poop, 10 to 20 minutes max it's a light segment because you can't it's just too much even for the big poo poo fans <laughs> the shittiest fans. i was trying to think back of when i met you i don't remember when i met you but i remember the early on the first time i saw you was at uh oddballs festivals oh yeah that was tight i can't fucking talk did you hear that anybody dude vegas fucked you festival. up festival uh yeah that was dope he you opened for uh everybody dude fucking that lineup was stupid sick in irvine at the uh rising amphitheater oh, which yeah. probably changed names and they tore it i think they tore it down yeah yeah to build condos i got kicked out of there <laughs> for uh, the oddball show no monthly crew that's a good one to get kicked out of yeah did i tell that story nope oh fuck me and my buddies were idiots but yeah wait well i'll tell that afterwards let's talk about dude that was so dope you got so i seen you do the like 
because they had two three stages right they had two stages yeah two side sta- stage i saw you do stage. the side stage and then i thought it was so dope that they they to ask you or you asked or whatever to cold open the main stage yeah so he did like what was that Ten thousand people i don't even fucking know man i don't know how many were at, at that one but there was it was a lot it was a lot of people it was a verizon amphitheater and uh put it this way dave Chappelle closed the show out it had bill burr delia Marin, whitney brody jeff brody, ross hannibal sarah silverman. sarah silverman yeah i mean it was insane wow. it was insane it was crazy i got to do 22 of those shows god damn all over the country so living on a tour bus with brody brody all the other comics flew on louis private jet and me and louis were or me and brody were the only ones that lived on the bus and we just like would mob into a city in the morning and like creep around the venue like go try to get weed outside somewhere <laughs> that's and then so funny and do fucked the shows up. Can't, come on louis let two more on dude louis only ever talked to me once i'm really sad that like you know i spent like a month with louis and he never asked to jack off in front of me that's fucked up <laughs> but he was like he was super nice sarah silverman was like the nicest because she would like talk to the crew talk to like the people working the stage like she was just so nice and like she accessible. is the nicest and then there were some comics that were like kind of dicks but i don't want to talk about them yeah you can't later <laughs> when, when we're big dogs you can but maybe if you then, pay on the patreon episode we'll real get to the yeah the dirt and we just start going fuck bleep <laughs> Yeah, you can't uh, talk shit because you never know who's going to do what and who's... I mean, of course, if they're an evil piece of shit and green light, but... I never think comics should talk shit about other comics publicly. Like, when this all this bullshit was going on with this, like, the SNL dude, like, I, it was crazy just to see the comics, like, jumping and, and, and hounding him. And it's like, dude, let him... Let other people do Yeah, it. you like, don't have to do that. We're on the same team. We're so lucky we get to do this, yeah. you know? Like, don't don't like shit on some like another one i also like i know him he's a nice dude like i don't that i don't think that was racism i think that was just him trying to say something shocking it, like you know it wasn't funny but it was on a podcast like you're not gonna get snl from the shit story you just told no <laughs> they're gonna look this up right now and be like dude he put fudge on a precious moments doll <laughs> they're like we are sponsored by precious moments i remember that shit that shit it's just scary that they'll dig up anything or they can like dig yeah, that who far doesn't back have you know? some, it, it's like we're human beings every single one of us is fucked up and with comics we're trying to be funny and say crazy shit so of course there's going to be something out there and it could be taken out of context it could uh not, not even be what we meant you know, you just say, so. who hasn't said some fucked up shit to be funny to, amongst close friends that could be thought of as homophobic and racist and this, but it's like, hey, there's no actual hate in my heart, motherfucker. This was just a moment to say something, you know, and they just. That's why I record every conversation. <laughs> I just keep my phone in my front pocket, keep it recording in case anybody slips up and I'm going to be the first one to send that shit to deadline. THR fuck them it's just scary it's a scary time it is but god bless the internet because you don't need hollywood anymore no you can do it all on your own you can do it all you right f- yeah you find your own audience that's why i'm a soundcloud rapper yeah. on the side <laughs> hell yeah what's crazy thing is is like all that shit like watch him just blow up on his own 
and then later get deals and it's like you shouldn't succumb to the mob snl you know well i also think shit kind of blows over yeah you know the internet they're just whatever the next thing will be and then the yeah, next who's thing, the next and then, asshole and then you forget you know what i forgot about remember when the girl did that joke about extension a couple weeks ago oh yeah and I forgot was, about that. It was a yeah, huge, huge thing. deal for like three days. And then like, I forgot about it. Yeah. It went away. This uh, comic girl did a joke about XX extension yeah. and uh, his fans like tried to kill her. But it was a comic that put her on blast that like yeah. really brought it to light. And Once then people again, were a comic throwing shade. He tweeted like Comedy Central, take this girl off, take this, this girl. Down. A comic one. It's like, dude, fuck you. You're. You're a bitch. <laughs> you're a fucking bitch. Any comic wanting to cancel another comic, you're a fucking bitch. It's like everybody gets their chance to shine and let people fucking. It's like yeah, just have go, their moment. Go do your shit. I don't understand. Well, because then people talk shit on like the comic because they want the retweets. Yeah, you know they want the likes, and it's like a it's a big old up thirsty, cycle. thirsty ass bitch. Yes. Speaking of that, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. It's true. Like and subscribe. <laughs> it helps. It helps. I stopped asking. It's annoying. Or I thank them. I just thank them. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Because I always hated every one of those YouTube videos. Make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> Clip the bell for notifications. It's just fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. If it's good, they'll like it and subscribe to it. Festival bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. My brains. I need I need a tune-up, God. Well, you've been in Vegas for a week just hearing bing, 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 bing. Eating fucking like rice and weird chicken in the in the cafeteria oh, downstairs. I stuck to the eggs a lot. I was like, you can't fuck up eggs that much. Yeah, but a lot of eating a lot of eggs just seems weird. Yeah, it was pretty gross. <laughs> I don't eat any eggs. I didn't eat in the mess hall that many times, dude, to be honest. It was too depressing. That's why you just got to go to a grocery store. This is what I do on the road. I did. You know, did. you're there for a weekend. First thing I do is I go to a grocery store. I buy a bunch of water and like fruit and some snacks. And then I have those in my room. And then that's how you can somewhat eat a little healthy on the road and like maybe save money because you're not like. That's what I did. That's exactly what I did. Uh, Greg Wilson taught me the best uh, little life hack road, road dog trick ever. What is it? Just buy one or two water bottles and fill it up at the gym. Because they always, mm. 99% of the time, a hotel will have a gym uh, with a water filtration system or a sparklets or arrowhead or whatever. Because, uh, yeah, I, I he saw me buying like a case of water, like gallons or something heavy. And I was, he's like, you know, you could just buy one or two and just keep refilling it. And you don't have to carry all this shit to your room as well as the annoyance of just having to buy a case of fucking water. Dude, ultimate... Here are my ultimate comedian road hacks. Let me hear them. I don't like know all travel of them. tips for somebody who like travels a lot. All right. Okay. One, the water bottle. That's a good one. It's good. Bring your own snacks. Two, the remote control is always like sketchy as hell and suspect in a hotel room. You never, never know what's up. Thought about you that. get the bag from the ice bucket and you put the remote <laughs> in it, and then you've got a condom on the remote and you can fucking touch it freely. 
Number two, sometimes <laughs> the curtains in the morning won't shut all the way and you get like a big blast of light and it wakes you up. That's annoying. So you close them and you put a chair against it. I did that. Blacked out room. I did that because two for two, the first two days, just a beam of Vegas light mm-hmm. <laughs> burned my scalp. And then I, the, I'd put the chair there. Good. All right, I figured that thinking. one on on my own. See, look at you. Um, yeah, bring your own snacks and... Uh, or go grocery shopping. I went straight to Trader Joe's. What a shocker. Bought a fucking case of coffee, a cold brew, yogurts, clementines, blackberries, blueberries. I was stocked, dude. Because I was like, fuck. Casino food, it's either the best food you ever had in your life, and it's $100 a plate or more. Or it's shitty cafeteria food, and it's like $20. And you're just like, so go off of the strip everybody i found this mediterranean place it was so good it was 10 bucks sweet fresh fucking tabuli tabuli couscous <laughs> cucumber salad oh no snl for us kababka kababka what's it called baklava baklava where's your favorite city you performed in i haven't been around everywhere yet Boston was cool. I did Boston one time, one show. Um, dude, fucking Phoenix, Tempe Improv. Tempe like, Improv is amazing. Yeah, that was electric. Isn't that improv so cool? Yeah, the way it's like two stories. Yeah, I love it there. It was fire, man. Um, I have not done Denver Comedy Works. I got asked to do it with Michael Yo, and I was working in Walla Walla. And I didn't do it. It was Walla Walla. Exactly. (laughs) It's a small town of like 30,000, four hours outside Seattle. Walla Walla. Walla Walla, Washington. Nice town, clean, but you're just like, oh, this is what a small town is. Uh, Cool, because if you do a show there, it sells out by default just because there's there's two things to do, you know? It's two bars, two, two shows. So it's like rock or comedy. It's fun to go to those little cities, you know. Dude, they really appreciate comedy. Like, you'll you'll go back to you'll do Denver Comedy Works someday, but will you ever go back to Walla Walla? Probably not. Maybe. This lady was supposed to bring comics back once a month, and it never happened. Huh? We sold that shit out. I don't know why. At capacity, baby. They had to turn people away. That's how you know uh, it's a small town. It's me and Lenochi. We sold it out and they had to turn people away. <laughs> Dude, I did a show in Hawaii and it sold out. And I was like, I kind of got a little cocky for a second. I was like, damn, I'm fucking, this is crazy. And then they were just like, oh, there, no, there's a comedian from the mainland here. So yeah. I kept saying, and I was like, oh, so it wasn't really me. It was just like. <laughs> you are the comedian from the mainland. True, true. Yeah. It, it, it's weird that it's so much more uh, rewarding when it's on your name, you know. I did my first headlining at a club uh, just recently at the rec room. Oh, yeah. HB. Dude, it was so dope. Uh, I wasn't sold out, but I, I don't know, maybe like 80 persons there. That's great. All for you. No comps. That's cool. I know. Oh, I mean, besides my sister and shit. I didn't count. You, you're big enough that you can make your sister pay. 15 bucks. Puta. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that shit felt good, man. It's crazy to run an hour. That shit's hard, man. Oh, 
How you been running in a while? How you do that shit? I can't remember it. I have it. I have it. It's hard for me to remember an hour of material. Well, I think because it's like I don't do an hour of straight jokes. Like I fucking kind of got ADD on stage, you know? So like I'll go like, oh, I'll do this, like this joke, this bit. I'll start talking about this. I'll make some shit up. That'll remind me of this joke. And then I'll go to this one and this one and this one. But I kind of know like what I open with, what fills time in the middle and what I close with. And then the rest is just like whatever. Gotcha. I don't know if that's a bad way to do comedy or not. <laughs> that's definitely a bad way for me. Because I would uh, just go off the rails and be like, what did I do? What haven't I done? <laughs> What's next in this life for it? One time I didn't know where I was going in my set. And I said to the audience, what's next in this life for us? And the <laughs> comics were dying because they knew I didn't know what was it. Dude, there's nothing better than being a comic and watching your friend on stage, like, kind of struggle, yeah. you know, because you know what they're going through, but you're also like, this is so good. Like, he doesn't know where he's at, or you already told that joke. Like, he fucking did that bit already. I've done that so much, what, dude. When oh. you hear this laugh in the back, <laughs> it is yeah there's nothing more beautiful than watching a friend struggle on stage it's just it's it's poetic it's because you've done it it's just so enjoyable yeah like, he's bombing You're like or when you see a friend just fucking digging a hole yeah. for themselves like when you go double down you go you don't like me you don't like what i'm saying yeah. here we go and try to get out of the fucking hole it's great man what's the worst you ever bombed <sighs> which one I, I tell you what I'm scared of of the road because uh, I know some shows are going to be fire and some shows are going to be okay and some shows are going to be awful. But I have what I have, dude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not doing marriage jokes, family jokes. Like, I'm not. So if you don't like heroin dick humor, you know, it's what you get. And I'm worried about that because the – the worst I've ever bombed was in uh, Dubuque, Iowa. And it was exactly that. It was older white people that just, I have what I have and I don't fucking, I don't know how to. Oh, I think the cat's at the door. Is he? The cat? My neighbor's calling me. Your cat's outside. We got to let Mr. Cat in. Come on in, cat. Hey, buddy. Yeah, so it was Dubuque, Iowa. I was with Eddie If on the Bingo Tour and his Bingo Bus Tour. And it was a casino gig, daytime. Daytime casino gig at 4 p.m. for VIP farmers. <laughs> I shit you not, dude. The, the youngest person in that audience was like 45, 50. It was silver hair everywhere. Old retired farmers and I get up there. Talking about MTV, farts, drugs, arrests, <laughs> being Mexican. The only one laughing was me at myself because I was bombing so hard. Like, talk about fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about seeding every six to eight weeks. Dude, on the way to the stage, Eddie says, stops me. I'm walking to the stage. The ladies announce me and he goes, hey. You're going to bomb. And I, <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was just, I was like, I know, man. Like, I had a cold open 30, me and him, two man show. Whew. Oh, 
I was sweating, boy. I was sweat. I don't sweat. I'm not. Sometimes I don't put on deodorant and it doesn't even matter. I just don't stink. I don't sweat. It was air conditioned casino. I don't move much. And I felt a bead of sweat go down my spinal cord. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is like 10, 12 minutes in, you know, like I'm just like the only reaction I got out of the audience. I said, don't worry, I'll bring out your headliner soon. And then they all cheered. And I was like, so you are here. You are alive. <laughs> um, yeah. And one lady said to me, like, next. <laughs> well, that's the best when they start taking <laughs> taking the lineup in their control. Bring back the other guy. Next comic. And he said, did you just say next? And then the crowd laughs at that person. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I buke. I bombed recently. You know, uh, I feel like it's been a while since I've like bombed. But I bombed like recently hard doing a daytime gig in Torrance. It was like uh, like a AA groups, male, men's AA group of Torrance. Yeah. Right. And it was in this big banquet hall with like 150 dudes. And these are like, like reformed cholos, like the biker AA guys, you it's, know, it's like it's funny sunglasses. Cause inside. I've done those shows. I yeah. know exactly. What and you're usually about. like I crush it those because they love jokes about like drugs, drinking, like, you know, they're like a fun crowd. Yeah. So this is like, you know, in a, banquet room basketball court kind of vibe and then the stage has a big curtain on it but they're not opening the curtain so like we're performing on like you know two feet like little runway with like a guitar amp and a microphone and it's in this big room and they've just eaten like a bunch of pasta in yeah. the day and so the host goes up and he doesn't get any love he's up there doing whatever I go up there, I'm cocky. I'm like, I'll fucking get him. Like, this is my vibe. And my first joke, nothing. And I like this, the joke I've been opening with for a minute. I enjoy it. It's funny. It's like my girlfriend likes the band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So on our first date, I took her under a bridge to do heroin. Yeah. And I love that joke. And it always works. They got nothing. They got mad at Isn't me. Isn't it the most disheartening feeling in the world when you... Because we've been doing stand-up a while. We know tried and true jokes. We know it works. Like 99.9% .9 of the time, this joke gets a laugh. And then when it doesn't, you're just like... Did you, I, you did, scramble. Yeah, you're like, I did, what, is it something wrong with me? Like, what do I have sh shit on my face? What's going... Because it just always works, you know? Dude, then I start, like, try to dip into the crowd. I'd be like, you know, this guy, like, looks like he's been in prison. Like, he knows what's up. Like, this just fucking nothing and i have to be up there for 20 minutes yeah and it was the longest 20 minutes and finally the last five minutes i got them when i started just like cussing about it i go i fucking drove all the way here from hollywood yeah. to come to torrance to perform for you guys we got round tables like this guy's on parole like i don't know what i was saying but they were like you should have done that from the get-go and i was like fuck dude <laughs> tough crowd man it was like it was hard and i was just like can i get paid can i leave and i fucking got the hell out of that yeah and they and then at the end they go, do you want to take some cake home with you? And I go, no. Get me the fuck out! <laughs> I want to go home immediately. One time uh, we all bombed so hard we didn't even want to wait to get paid. We're like, let's just go, man. I don't want to be here anymore. Isn't that the worst thing about comedy? Is like waiting to get paid. Yeah. Like you do the show and like if you're not headlining and you want to go, you got to wait for the headliner to get off and then you got to walk around and be like, hey, like thanks for having me. And they go, cool. And you're like. 
Give me my fucking money, dude. I, and then they always act like they forgot, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking bastards. It's so nice when a producer or club just know what's up and they just hand you your check. Here, here's some, here's snacks there, water here. Here's your check. You're like, God bless you, man. Yeah, make it easy. Fucking. This job is hard as fuck. It's hard, but it's like also the best job, the, in the easiest world. and best job. That's nah. I'm sorry, man. I everybody always says that this shit is hard as fuck. Cause here's why I came to that conclusion. It was just recently too. Cause I used, you know, I, that's been said, and it is true. It is easy, but like, there's too many unknown variables. Is the crowd drunk and rowdy and heckling? You know, like, is it a late show? Is it this? Is it that? If it's sold out and they're regulated and there's rules, then it's the easiest job in the world. But it's not always that. Sometimes it's a daytime show in Torrance at a Moose Lodge, and it's fucking hot. Uh, it's it, it's near impossible. Sometimes it's on a roof, and there's helicopters going. You know, it's <laughs> like, that's not easy. Well, I think it's easy in the sense that, like, we just show up and yeah. talk. And say things we thought of. Um, yeah, yeah. But that, the variables are insane. The yeah. But even writing and building that material, it's like, do you know how long this takes? Yeah, I've written ten hours of comedy, but nine and a half of it is doo doo. My cat just bit Chris Lund in the face. I hear him purring in the microphone. <laughs> wow, I like That's Mr. Cat. Mr. Cat's dope. <laughs> you ever seen Mr. Cat's dick? No. I saw my cat's dick for the first time and I was shocked. How do you see his dick? He was like, he just got out of the litter box and like lifted his leg up and was like licking. And like, there was like this pink thing. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and I didn't even think that cats had dicks. But they hey, do. They do. I feel bad. My cat's never had sex. <laughs> I don't know what he's been up to. I know he's been neutered, snipped, spaded. Neutered. Well, neutered. if he was out I on the streets, you know. Uh, well, then I, I robbed him from a lady up the street. No, she gave him to me because she had five animals and two kids. Um, He's a good-looking cat. Sometimes you see people with ugly cats, and you're just like, damn. He's a silver fox. He's cute. I like him. Um, Yeah, bombing the, the great equalizer. But sometimes you need cocky. a good bomb. You need a good bomb to like motivate you. I disagree. No, you do. It it's a it's a it's a well, back to the drawing board. I need to have more art in my artillery. Yeah. Another time I bombed was maybe like it was last year and I did one of those teen tours at the Brea Improv and it was sold out 500 kids but maybe like two adults watching the 500 kids. Oh, Jesus So I had to Christ. host cold open, right? Do 20. There's three comics. I had to open with 20. This crowd would not shut up. They would not listen to me. There was nobody policing the room. They didn't get any jokes. They didn't get crowd work. They wouldn't answer questions. They, it was just like I was up there treading water for so long. <laughs> And then finally I was like, all right, you ready for your next comic? Nothing. Same next comic bombed. The last comic bombed, but the last comic still tried to sell merch. And it was like, buy my DVD. And the kids are like, what are DVDs? Oh my God. Hey, don't sell merch after you bomb. 
<laughs> Come on, guys. You need that like pity twenty. You know, I feel bad for me. <laughs> Two DVDs were just donations. Oh, he's gonna get you. Oh shit, dude! Shit came out of his nose. I know. Oh, he ate it. Hey, don't eat it. What was it? A big old snot Giant rocket. Booger. Oh, damn. I gotta clean him up quick because he always eats it. Why wow, he's recycling? Thanks, Chris. I'll pay you. I'll pay you extra today. Mr. Cat. What the fuck are the... Oh, so those team tours are the worst thing. Uh, all right, audience. The improv has deals with summer camps. Rich... It's rich white kids. It's and like it's, rich white kids from the East Coast. The, from the, and it's awful. And their parents pay thousands of dollars to put these kids on like a big luxury kind of like Greyhound bus and, and take get them all across them. the country and be like, dude, drop him off the day before school starts. Yeah. We don't want to see this kid. It's rich parents getting rid of their rich kids for the summer and they go on a tour and the improv uh, made a deal and said, hey. Take them to one of our shows. So they make a shit ton of money, but it is the worst show ever. It is, uh, what, 12 to 16-year-olds with no oh, yeah. supervision, wild, unruly, don't even get jokes, don't even understand themselves. <laughs> you end up having to do crowd work just by being like, who's the shittiest kid here? And they're always like, yeah. Ricky, it's Ricky. We just did one together at <laughs> yeah. the Improv Lab. I hosted, right? Yeah. Was and that I the- bombed terribly, and I was like, I don't know why I didn't do these anymore. I don't re- I don't remember. Was that the one Caitlin Gill was on? Yeah. Where the kid drew the thing on her face? No, that was a different one. So there was this other time, this one comic, Caitlin Gill, she's su- super funny. Super funny. She like was closing the teen tours and she had done a couple so she like did has this bit that she knew would like get the kids. Yeah. So she's like, I think I need a makeover. Like why don't one of you kids come up here and give me a makeover? And she took out a lipstick and was like, just put it on my face, whatever. And she thought the kid would do like Joker on her face or, you know, probably draw a dick. Yeah. That's like the funniest thing a teenager can do at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this kid drew a fucking swastika on her forehead. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I was hosting this one. So he drew the swastika and she didn't know what it was. So she turned around and the kids start laughing. And then this kid's walking around like he's cool. And so she got off stage and the other comics were like, dude, what the fuck? He drew this. And she's like, oh God, washed it off or whatever. And then I went on stage and just started yelling at the kid. I go, you're a shitty entitled kid. You don't know the fucking meaning behind that. You're fucked up. I hope you go to jail. I told the little kid, I hope he goes to jail. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's a bunch of undeveloped human beings with no empathy. It's great for a comedy show when you're trying to be raw, real and vulnerable. Like when you were a kid, would you have understood a stand-up show? No, only if it was like fart noises. Yeah, you know what I? This is like when I look back on it now, and it's kind of bad. But like the funniest thing to me when I was a kid was like bum fights, oh, CKY. God. Yeah, like and then Jackass came along, but before that it was like, yeah, CKY. I remember, remember that shit. Remember that freestyle, Yellow Dude, Brand DiCamillo. Yeah, did the funniest part in CKY to me was uh or cky2k it was uh they wake up like chris rab with fucking they put shit on his face so you like, want me to sleeping. put jelly the jelly <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 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 he goes if anything i should have fucking pissed in a bucket for 10 days and poured yeah. it on you and to me that was the funniest <laughs> fucking line that was wasn't it done that was pissed? yeah yeah he's like he's like, he smeared gel. shit on my face and you want me to put jelly fucking jelly it's like no <laughs> yeah that shit was great i used to watch that in high school 
Dude. At a certain point, hopefully you wise up. But yeah, I remember in high school you watched all those horrible things like Rotten.com and CKY oh, yeah. and and fucking people being decapitated and shit. And then like at a certain point, I remember thinking like, this stuff makes me feel awful. Yeah. Awful. And it fucks me up. I watched. So I was like, I'm going to stop watching this shit. But some people don't stop. No, and then they're the fucked up ones. I watched a decapitation video within the past, like I would say six years ago, and it fucked me up for a week, like on the inside. Like I just had this sinking like pit feeling in my stomach and I just couldn't, I was like, why did I submit myself to that? Like, why did I watch that? Why is that on the internet? Yeah, why, why, why? And then my friend was trying to, he goes, dude, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. I go, that wasn't fake, That wasn't fake, That was like a real fucked up thing I watched. Yeah, I think the last one i watched was involuntary and this piece of shit security guard at trader joe's goes hey man watch this and then it was just fucking i was like what and then you know you can't look away because you like have to finish and then it fucked me up same shit for like a week maybe two still i'm like why did you make why did why are you watching this that's such a security guard move. You ever notice how security guards are always the shadiest people at the place they're protecting? <laughs> they're always what? on speakerphone out front, yeah. like yeah. just fucking like, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold on, let me, man, talk to you, man. I got to do some shit. What do you want? What do you want? It's like, I feel like you're the one who's going <laughs> to rob the place. Since Yeah. Dispensary security guards in particular, people in front of weed stores, you know, they're always like up to no good. Um, We had a few crazy security guards. I think I got one fired. <laughs> That's funny. Why? Uh, because somebody, uh, I thought somebody was shoplifting, and it was because they had a bunch of goods in their hands and not in a bag, and the front door wouldn't open, so they just pushed it and broke it because you know it's the sliding open. But if you hit it this way, it comes off the latches and swings this way, even though it's not supposed to. It's this way. And I was like, I even told the, I don't, I'm not going to name them. I learned lessons. We'll just bleep. I always <laughs> name people and he has to bleep them out. And I was like, hey, man, I think this fool stole a gang of shit because uh, he fucking had no bag, no receipt in his hand, and he broke the door. I mean, that, that seems guilty, right? Yeah, like he was busting out. Yeah, and so he chased down the dude, and he's like, show me your receipt. He didn't have one, and then he brought him in. It turns out the dude paid for it, uh, uh, but the dude was black, so he he uh, said, you guys are racist to the security guard, and then, uh, yeah, he got fired. <laughs> really? That was it all was you? It was not racist at all. It was, you broke the fucking front door, dude. Go, just go out the normal door, or don't. <laughs> break the door open when that's I would... why we chased you down <laughs> it was not because you were black anybody that breaks the front door is a little bit suspicious yeah or like if you break it and then you just keep walking like yeah. you don't like be like yeah. oh i'm sorry i did this thing yeah and that's was... guilty yeah so when i worked at a grocery My store bad. <laughs> nobody I stole more than me Oh, yeah. I used to steal in the beginning of my career, and then I got sober and I stopped. Dude, I would just, like, I would have, I was a cashier, and I would have, like, my friends come through, you know? And I'd be like, if you give me, like, an eighth of weed, or and, like, those two DVDs, like, Chappelle Show Season 1, like, 
I'll just ring you up for something cheap. So they come through my line and I would like fake scan shit, you know, and then like just like scan some fucking cereal or something and then be like, oh, $3. Yeah. And they get a cart full of shit. I never did that like gangster like that. I would let some items slide. But um, if, you did, if you didn't know the code for the produce, would you just fucking let it go? I always knew the codes. Damn. I was like Rain Man. Uh, but yeah, if it was a time where something wouldn't scan and I was just annoying and I tried to type in the skew or I was just over it, I'd be like, ah, oh, this is free just out of make a better barcode, Trader Joe's. <laughs> you know, you're just like, it's you're fucking have lines out the door ringing $300 worth of shit and shit won't scan it's so annoying you know what i hated i hated like i felt like everybody who worked there we kind of had like an unspoken rule you know so like if i had a lunch break i would just go back and order a sandwich like i knew the sandwich dude he would make me whatever i wanted and just give it to me and i would just like walk out with it you know but when the people tried to charge me for it and like be like well you get the employee half off i'd be like dude fucking rudy gives me the sandwich for free what's up yeah it's it should be free. It's a crock of shit. But I would put soup in coffee cups and then go sit in the bathroom and play games on my phone. Hell yeah. You know? I used to sleep in the bathroom at this one warehouse job. One time I went behind it and just laid into the grass under the tree and took a nap because I was like, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> and they were like, Where were you? I was like, Oh, it's in the back. Dude, I, I worked at a warehouse. I worked at the Hurley warehouse in Costa Mesa. And for some reason, I was like 19 and they let me drive a cherry picker, you know, which is like kind of like a forklift thing. And then it rises up to the top and I had this little gun and like numbers would come on it. And you got to like go to the section of the warehouse, like go up, find the box, scan it, take like however many pieces out and go down. But we would just go to the corner of the warehouse, put the cherry pickers all the way up at the very top and smoke weed and just like kick it. Like that would be where we took our breaks and stuff. That's Just awesome. Up in the cherry picker. And you got to wear a harness that connects you to it in case you fall off. I can't believe somebody let me drive one of those. <laughs> How old were you? 19. Yeah. That's fun. We didn't have a cherry picker. We had a hydraulic, uh, just regular pallet jack forklift, but not that kind. Ours, what, max out at eight feet, 10 feet maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they let me operate it. I got to be pretty good at it. Only took out one display. <laughs> I took out a display of wine. I was high. I had a hydraulic powered fucking pallet jack. And just. Psh. Yeah, wine is the worst thing that you could hit with. I that. broke like 42 bottles of wine. It was this <laughs> river of wine. Dude, the cleanup. Flooded the fucking store. The manager. It's like, he knew. But he, there's no proof. Admit nothing. And do you have to pay or reimburse? No, no. Reimburse? Was, he's like, so what happened out there? And I was like, uh, I didn't see it. He's like, it was a display. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's like, it's like running into the bed. It's like, you, you can see it. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Why not? Well, I was a little bit higher. <sighs> Ever heard of OG Kush? I blame OG. I always think back like about how high I would get at school and like for jobs and shit and like they had to have known you think you think clear eyes is like gonna stop them but you're like this and you're like oh they audibly know. dumber you know they and know like everybody knew i was a kid i smoked cigarettes and go to school there's no way the teachers did not just smell me smelling like cigarettes you think you don't and you're just like are you insane yeah they like, go like you stink this you little stink. kid with all this old spice on him like <laughs> yeah smells like cigarettes and old man like what a combo is that 
I hotboxed a joint with two other employees at Trader Joe's on a 10-minute break. <laughs> and we went back in, and ma our manager was cool. He's like, what are you guys doing? Like, go do a cart run. Are you insane? Isn't it funny hotboxing, too? Like, that's such a kid thing to yeah, do. That's so stupid as an adult. You're like, no. Like, if you're 30 years old, and it's like, dude, let's hotbox the car. You go, no. 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 No, roll down your fucking window. I'm inhaling all I need right here. Dude, it's insane. My friend's first apartment. We'll this much more high, but her eyes will burn and her clothes will stink. Dude, we would get in a closet, right? And shut the closet door and put towels, like, in the bottom. It'd be, like, four dudes in a closet, like, smoking a joint. And just be like, dude, no, 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 don't open the door. You're going to let the smoke out. It's like, that is the it's dumbest so thing ever. <laughs> if you're still hot boxing and you're over 22, you're a dumb fuck. Like, how high do you need to be? <laughs> the, the, the joint that you're inhaling is enough. No, the, dude. The, the, the outer. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dude, dude. Think about how cool weed is when you're in high school. Yeah. Like having weed, like. And then you have the aspirations like, or, or like, I have a friend that sells weed. I have a friend that slangs. It was cool. Or like, to know somebody that had an ounce of weed it in high school. It made me cool, dude. I always had an ounce. You're like, oh my God, look how much weed he has. I had the ghetto tweaker cousins, baby. I had ounces of swag for 40 bucks. Damn. Once a OZ for, I'd sell for like 60. You can call them zips. Yeah. You know the slang terms? Zip, OZ. So on Catalina, you know, Catalina is where I went to high school. It's like a little island off the coast, coast of Long Beach. It's a small one square mile town. And in the summer times, there's this drug dealer dude who would come over and his name was Batman, right? <laughs> because he always wore a Batman shirt. And he had these big ass cargo shorts and big pockets. And he'd have an ounce in each pocket. And he would walk downtown and he would be like, rat tat tat, rat tat tat. And like, that's how you knew he was around. And like, you'd go buy weed from him. And we thought this dude was so cool. And I look back on it now and I'm like, dude, this guy was in his 30s wearing a Batman shirt, like selling weed out of cargo pockets to kids. to kids. And we thought he was cool. And one time he needed a place to stay. I still do. And I let him stay at my house because my parents were gone. Oh, Jesus. And he gave me like a gram of weed. And I was like, this is fucking sick. It worked out. Yeah, it's weird how in high school you think the older people buying you beer, it's cool. And then you're like, this is weird, man. When you grow up, you're like, why are you 35 hanging out with 16-year-olds? Dude, I, I got the ultimate buy beer story. So this is back on Catalina again. This is probably like, you know, so I was in high school, so maybe like 2003. Um, Robert Downey Jr. wasn't Iron Man yet. He was like kind of on the rocks, like had been, you know, rehab, rehab. He was always in the tabloids. Hadn't had that comeback yet. He comes to Catalina and when any celebrity comes there, you always hear about it because your friends work on the boats and they call people, they text, you go, oh, this person's coming over, this person's coming over. So we had heard that Robert Downey Jr. was like on Catalina and uh, it's like middle of winter, the town is dead, it's real empty. We're, we were kind of looking for him like all day, we didn't find him, but then we see him walking downtown at night and this fool's wearing a chinchilla jacket and a chinchilla like Russian chinchilla, hat. Chinchilla, like, the, the, like the fur? Like a rabbit type gotcha. animal fur, you know? Like he's kind of hidden, but like also does not look like inconspicuous at all. Cause he's wearing like a lot of fur and who wears fur. So he's like supposed to be like in a rehab. Maybe that's what like the news had said or TMZ or something. It was like, he's in rehab, but he was on Catalina. And, uh, you know, so we were talking to him, talking to him and he wanted to get Coke. He was looking for fucking Coke to 
to turn up, you know? And we were, we didn't know where to get it, but we we're like, go talk to those guys there, go talk to those guys there. And then he went to talk to them and then maybe he got it. I don't know. Yeah. We saw him a couple hours later and we were like, Robert, 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 can you buy us some beer? Can you buy us some beer? And, and he's like, okay. And so we're reaching our pockets and we're getting out like ones and you know, fives and shit trying to get beer. He just went into the liquor store, bought a case of Corona, walked out, dropped it at our feet in front of like a lot of people watching him, just left it at our feet and then walked away. <laughs> Why? And then so we were like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then we just picked up the beer and like ran. Robert Downey Jr. bought you beer? Yeah. Oh man. And he's then like the best. a couple years later, you know, then he was an Iron Man and then now he's like, you know, back on track. But at this point he was kind of like, see, I knew I loved him for a reason <laughs> with his own money, dude. That's what blew our mind. We were like ready to give him money and he's he, a fucking millionaire. Yeah. But, but when you're a kid, you that. can't even gauge that. You're like, you could have, you bought me a cheeseburger. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I'm so glad he, he found his feet because damn, he's dope. He was on that black tar heroin. Did you ever do that? I smoked it. I smoked it once on accident too. It was nice. This guy told me it was opium and and I thought opium was like exotic or cool, you know? And then we were all watching like Family Guy episodes, putting it on bong hits. And then uh, this other dude that was there, bro me out Joe, we called him. He was like, give me some, give me some. I want to take it. So then he left, you know? And I didn't feel like that. I just felt really high, but I couldn't go to sleep. You know, like I stayed up pretty late. Yeah. And then, you know, flash forward a couple weeks later, I see that bro me out Joe guy again. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? That guy was a drug pusher, man. That shit wasn't opium. It was heroin. I had that at a party and I was telling everybody I had opium and we were going to smoke it. And everybody, I opened it up and everybody looked at me and was like, get the fuck out of here. And they kicked me out. Oh. I was like, wow, dude. Party. I was like 18, 19. It happens, you know? Your cousin tells you some. PCP weed. What are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to float. You're going to float. That's what's going to happen. Never did that, but definitely like have seen people wild on drugs. And whenever someone's super crazy on drugs, you always assume it's PCP, right? Oh, absolutely. PCP or meth. Um, I still don't even know if it was PCP, but it had to be because we smoked stress, swag, <laughs> schnickel fits, caca weed. And all of us were the highest we've ever been in our life off like a small amount of shitty weed and we're just like that something we just assumed it was pcp because of the cousin i got it from (laughs) (laughs) we don't know what it was but we were floating take a step and feels like you're on the moon you're just like dude i don't miss drugs at all not at all fuck i think it's just it's a dirty way to live it's a dirty way to live it's like a young I don't know if it's a young kid thing because it's like it bad a to young, say to, for kids to do drugs. It is a young kid thing because most people that are caught up later in life, they started young, mm-hmm. you know? And then like back to that fucking rotten.com and decapitation shit. Like you don't know what you're getting into yet and you're you it it's bad, you know? And it like pushes down natural fluids, natural serotonin, natural this, and it fucks you up, man. Well, now they say, what is it? Your brain isn't fully formed till you're 25 years old. Yeah, guys are dumb, dude. And it's like, dude, I was like drinking and smoking weed at 12. Yep. So like my shit got fucked way early. <laughs> Same age as when I started. You know? Oh, boy. I'm scared for kids now. I see kids. Like I got a, a 15-year-old cousin 
and I look at him and, and he's like a baby. He's a little kid. He's like playing Minecraft and like, you know, Fortnite and shit. And he's like a kid. And I'm like, I was 15. I was like smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, having sex. Like what? Everybody's different. Yeah. It's crazy. Some kids just stay sheltered. Some people go right at it. I was out Good on the Good luck, streets. kids. <laughs> Fuck. With this internet, it's just, just crazy. Because, like, how old are you? 32. 32. I'm 35. And, uh, like, we still had no internet childhood, kind of, you know? Dial-up. Yeah, but that's... A, it's this, like, dial-up is different. Like, I don't even... You know what I mean? Like yeah. we couldn't have access. Like even though well, there was no YouTube, there was no there was rotten.com, there was mullets galore. Yeah. Like websites. But that like for me came later because I just I never fuck with computers. And uh so like what I'm saying is like these kids don't stand a chance cuz they have access to that and all of that and a million times more high-speed internet at the age of fucking 4 years old, you know? Like Whereas me, at least, I was slow. Like, my buddy didn't have DSL till I was, like, 16, 17. So that's when we started watching this shit. Because dial-up is a fucking joke. Would you get one picture frame for 12 seconds? Dude. You couldn't even watch videos. It just didn't It didn't exist. I remember we tried to look at porn, and there, we didn't know, like, porn websites. I didn't even know what the word porn was, so we just looked at playboy.com. Yeah. Like that was our porn. And it, and a page loaded so slow. So slow. And it was just like one girl and like maybe you saw half a nipple. I think I looked at porn once or twice on the internet and it was so painfully slow. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to just go steal dirty magazines from a liquor store because, yeah. Dude, we tried to print pictures like the homepage of playboy.com yeah. out. <laughs> of course. And the one, the printing took like four hours. Everything took four hours. It froze. And then we're like, it's broken. And then we left and his dad came to use the computer afterwards and it started printing the rest <laughs> of the thing out. And then we got in trouble for looking at playboy.com. Yeah. yeah, that sounds exactly accurate to early internet. Yeah, just took three hours to get to see the titty and then took two hours to print the fucking titty. You know what's crazy? <laughs> like think about porn magazines now, like who's buying them and if you saw someone buying them you would just go like they're weird like yeah, why don't you use the internet use your phone dude well no i prefer the paper the texture so <laughs> i like the articles i'd always steal club club was my shit because it had dick and pussy never even heard of club dude club was the <laughs> shit dude i only ever saw like playboys and then we'd find weird ones in the forest you know just like you find like half a page of yeah. one but like i always heard about hustlers hustlers were legendary because you'd be like Dude, that girls shove like umbrellas in their vaginas. Hustler or is good, but Club I never saw one as a kid. Like Hustler, Club, like Hustlers, like SNL. Club is like Mad TV. Oh, okay. it's a little bit more get a little bit more Mexican. Dude, do they still have like the adult section of shady liquor stores? I don't know, but you that's could, what how I would do it. Yeah. My buddy would be lookout, and I'd pretend to read a magazine, and then I would just grab a club and run because we had to. We didn't have internet porn. What are you going to do? And then that magazine would get passed from friend to friend to friend. Absolutely. Over the weeks. Yeah. My buddy Adam Mockett still has one of my playboys with Ashley Bonet in it. And we'll never, I'll never forget that name because the last name was Bonet. And we're dumb 15, 16. <laughs> That's her name. It, it's in the name. Bonet. <laughs> Remember? Because you know, we're fucking reading 15. the the pullouts, right? 
and it would be like in the girl's handwriting and it'd be like, what do you like to do? And it'd be, it would always be like some bullshit, like singing, hiking, yeah. dancing. <laughs> it's like, who cares about that? They were just looking at the titties and, and you could see the bush. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. Bush league. Yeah, dude. Kids have full access to all porn always. Now I don't think that's healthy. Dude, I was it's a, unhealthy when we don't have it. I don't know. I think you could take like breaks from it. You know, you ever try to jerk it to imagination? <laughs> like that's real old school, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, not often. Usually if I jerk without porn, it's to some good sex I just had. Cause it's like, that sounds insane, but it's like, oh, that was a good one. Let me rub one out to the good one. So that's still like, you know, imagination. Yeah. Okay. I don't really watch porn anymore. I'm like a once a month or dude. I kind of nipped it in the butt finally. It took me 34 years. I'd never watched a like a full porn all the way through. I just well, watch, no, watch you're what I need. Well, because you're not a serial killer. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Watch what you need and get out. Who's sitting there watching the whole goddamn thing even after they came? Why oh, is, wait. Oh, we got to watch this guy. See what he does. Same shit. Sticks like, his dick in the holes. Well, I was wondering who's watching because they always kind of got like a theme. You know, why is it? It's always like stepsisters, stepdad, always some weird shit like that. But who who's watching the intro? All right. Who's watching the beginning? You know, like fast forward to like a good part. Yeah. Do your job. Yeah. Dip out. Yeah. And then just walk around in shame the Agreed. rest of the day. Those psychopaths watching beginning, middle and end. What are you? You're fucking disturbed. You get in and you get out. And then to think, I forget who it was. There's a comic who was like a PA on a porn set. And he was telling me, he's like, you know, you watch one of those like four or five minute like videos online that takes like 10 hours to shoot because they're setting up lights. They're doing different angles. Sometimes the dude busts too soon. You got to like juice him up again. And, and it's like, yeah. God damn. Can you imagine being on a porn set for 10 hours and how desensitized to sex you would be? And just no, like, it's awful to me. That sounds horrendous. Let me be desensitized to one of the great human pleasures and not even give a fuck. You'd be like a gorgeous woman that wants to fuck you. And you're just like, I look at sex for 12 hours today. I'm not even interested now. You know? Like, yeah. I'm at work. It's insane. Everyone thinks like, oh, well, not everyone, just mainly dumb, degenerate guy. It'd be so cool to be a porn star. Like, no, it wouldn't. Fuck for 10 hours and you have to be up and come on command. Like, get the fuck out of here. I am sad the Playboy Mansion's not around anymore. Because, like, when I was 16, I was, like, a dishwasher. And one of the waiters, like, went to the Playboy Mansion for a party for something. Or at least he said he did. And he was always like, if you ever get the chance, you have to go. You have to go. It'll be the highlight of, like, your life. So, like, at 16, I always thought, like, the Playboy Mansion, Playboy Mansion. And you heard about the legendary parties and the celebrities and... Were they really, was it really fucking or like just like cool free food and tits? There was def. I don't think it was a wild orgy like everyone makes it seem to be, but there was absolutely fucking going on. You like know. I would be too scared if I, even if I were like a celebrity and I got invited to the Playboy Mansion in the heyday, you know, and I'm like chilling with Polly Shore, whoever the fuck else went to the Playboy Mansion back then. Like I'd be scared I'd get in trouble for like having sex with one of their employees in their pool. Wasn't that the legendary thing, the grotto? Yeah. I would be too paranoid. Yeah. Also, jacuzzi sex is awful. You're <laughs> overheated. Sex is already a hot exercise activity. Why did I talk like that? And uh, 
sometimes I'll like change my accents, not even on purpose, but because I'm like trying to figure out the word as I'm You're saying sounding it, it out. Activity. <laughs> activity. But like it happens to me all the time where I'm like, why am I talking like father time? There's like no one around and it just. You're like extending the syllables to buy your time to think about it. Yeah. I truly laugh at myself because I'll catch myself doing an accent and being like, you didn't mean to do that. You know what I mean? Like you didn't even like, why, why, why you're talking like this? Like it is, it's like uh brain vomit. It's, I don't even know. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes I'm like, fuck, I need help. What were we talking about? Mm. Oh, it's sex in the jacuzzi. Yeah, it's awful. It's hot. It's hot. It's too hot. Your heart, your red face. You're trying to <laughs> fucking no thank you. Or like sex in a car. It's cool in high school because it's like all it, you have. But you're an adult now. And you're it's like, like, I have a bed. Yeah, why? We do <laughs> Where it's this. comfortable. Yeah. I think just everything's so much more fun and exciting when you're a kid because it's new and like the thrill of like getting in trouble and the consequences are just like your parents yelling at you. Yeah, like you. beach sex in high school. Yeah, now you're it's like, like you're a sex offender if you fuck on a beach. Yeah, or, you're, you're a registered sex offender and there's sand in on your dick and her cooch and you're just <laughs> like, this, we had a bad, now we have a record. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I watched this video. Somebody retweeted it. It was like in Santa Monica and it was like straight up two people fucking on like this grass park. And the dude like weren't trying to hide it. This dude was like pounding and like it's someone filming it. And this guy takes a bird scooter and just goes up and fucking throws it on the dude. His back. Yeah. While he's fucking. Ow. Those are heavy. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Whoa. That remind me. This is years ago. Oh, oh, this is so fucked up. I was, I don't know if I should tell this story. Fuck it. Hey, uh, I would, this is maybe 10 years ago and I was, uh, drinking and drugging at the time and it was my buddy's birthday and we go to Venice and he brings his girl that he likes and he's the rich kid and he's buying drinks all night. And this girl doesn't like him and she likes me. So when he goes to the bar to buy us drinks, I take her to the beach and we have sex on the beach. This is why Sand and the Cooch may remember this. Uh, I probably, this isn't a good look for me. <laughs> so we're having sex on the beach and uh, I see the cops doing the nightly patrols, you know, and they're shining the light, driving on the sand. And then I'm just like, I didn't want to stop, you know? So I just laid on her and was like, just be still for a second. <laughs> and the cops drive by and they didn't see us. I do not know how. We're on the beach, not hidden. And then just like a hundred yards that way, there's another couple or that fucking on the beach. They shine the light and they get them. And uh, we finish or I finish and then I go back. And we go back to the bar, and my buddy's catching a cab to leave because we ditched him, and he's it's his birthday. And then I was like, hey, you get in the cab? Can I get a ride? And then <laughs> we get in the cab, and uh, he drops me off at my house with the girl. 
And then I say, bye, like, happy birthday. And then he's like, you're an asshole. <laughs> and then he just, he paid for the cab. And, uh, yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad, a little bit bad. But uh, we didn't hang out after that. I could see why. <laughs> Do you apologize at least? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I felt bad, but she didn't like him. I mean, that's just like young kid shit. What are you gonna do? Damn. What if I was like that was last week? No, <laughs> no, that was like a fucking. I don't even know. Eight, nine years ago. Damn. Ten how, years ago. How long you got sober? Six years. Good shit, man. Did I said that? Is that a monster story? Did I sound like a monster? I no. stole a guy's girl. I've girls been stolen from me. It happens. It's uh like a guy that's in love with the girl that that much. The girl's never in love with them. And then they always fuck your friends. (laughs) Well, no matter how many drinks he would have bought her that night, she still wasn't wasn't going to fuck him. Yeah. I just felt bad. It was his birthday. (laughs) That was pretty bad. Yeah. And he invited her there. And then you went in a cab with her to your house. (laughs) That's the bad part. Not the fact that you hid having beach sex with him, but that like you were like, can I get a ride? And she's coming with me. That's drugs, man. She probably you got just in the don't ca- think of that. You know, like, oh, it's fine. And then the next day, you're like, oh, that was that was a bunch of twist the dagger a little more there, bud. She probably got in the cab with you guys, and he's like, oh, great. Like she'll come back home with me. And then she yeah. gets out at your house, and he's like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? Not fuck your friends' friends. <laughs> she liked me. Did you guys date afterwards? No, but I mean, I guess for a little, we hooked up for a little while. It wasn't like a one-time thing. Was she on your top eight on MySpace? No, <laughs> no, forgot about that. Jesus Christ, you know that top eight, yeah. top six. You know what I forgot about? Did you ever chat on like AOL Instant Messenger? Yeah, dude, fucking like a buddy icons. Like there was a thing in the corner of the AOL instant message window and you could like select and customize like your own, basically kind of like a GIF or something back in the day. And I forgot all about those. I I forgot all about that too. I was watching. What was your username? Oh, uh, Transmissionator7. What were you going to say? I was watching. I was watching this show and they had AOL instant messenger. They were like talking about it. And then I saw the fucking icon and I was like, oh my God. But yeah, I was Transmissionator 7, and I fucked with all my friends all the time. I was uh, Conant O'Brien, and the O was a zero. <laughs> Love it. Because I was such a Conan fan. I still am. Love that dude. Dude, Conan's my favorite of the late night talk shows. Some Absolutely. Of the, some of the other ones that are out there now are like watching Quinoa. It's like <laughs> just kind of bland, but Conan is like keeps dude, it Dude, Conan back in the day, coked up werewolf. <laughs> Fucking, he was crazy, dude. That shit was awesome. The masturbating bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. But then when he, when they bought the Tonight Show or whatever, like part of his thing for going to TBS was like, he can't use any of those characters I know, anymore. that's so fucked up. Fucking bastards. NBC really screwed the pooch on him. Uh, well actually Jay Leno but that's such an interesting like documentary I'll go and like wormholes on YouTube about that like the back and forth between them and like it's crazy his dream was to host it and they gave it to him for nine months and then Jay Leno was like well yeah I'll come back back for two seasons but I went to a a taping of when Jay Leno did have that like weird 10pm show 
I went to a taping of that and I saw Sheryl Crow perform. Damn. And I was like, well, I get to still get to see Jay Leno. I also like Jay Leno. People hate on him, but like, I have, I always liked him as a kid. The only I don't know any of the history of Jay Leno, but the only reason I don't like him is because what he did to Conan. Because yeah. I love Conan. Uh, that's the only real reason I have. But I mean. I have no idea the inside information, but the bottom line, you retired. You said you're going to retire. You gave the show to your friend. And then nine months later, you're like, I want it back. I'll take it back. It's like, dude, you had it for 20 years, 25, whatever the hell you had it for. You had a good run, bro. Like, come on. And then you come back and only do a season or two. It's just like. Only to give it to Fallon. You jacked the guy that deserved it. That is the kindest, nicest dude ever. To then only do it for, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, just stay retired or go do something else or don't retire, you know? Like, but now he's, you know, I feel like now he's finally comfortable because he's just like talking about cars and stuff he yeah, likes. That's what he should have done initially. It's like, go do a car show. You love cars. You have 400 cars. That, that come on. You ever seen him do stand up? Yeah, at the Comedy uh, Magic Club. I've never seen him. Is it good? It is good. Some of it is a bit dated, but he's a fucking pro. I mean, I mean, the way they talk about him in the seventies is like they said he was the best he shit ever, and he was the, dark and he was edgy, yeah. and dirty, and and I've never got to see that. And I do wish he went back to that. It's like, dude, you're retired now. What do you think Eddie Murphy's stand-up is going to be like when he comes back? I don't know if he'll come back. He said he was. Is I, he? I think he will, dude. I see Damon Wayans has been working out every night this week, so you know he's gonna. Those He's guys are fucked because they're too famous. Yeah. It's like they... When you go out on the top and then you come back 10, 15, 20 years later, whatever it is, and it's just like, God damn, you know? Like, these guys are legends, but they're just not... that Stand-up's hard. You need to do it. It's not like riding a bike. You just can't hop back into it. I mean, you could always be entertaining, but you're not going to be a fucking killer. Laugh, 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 laugh. I mean, of course, they'll get there in a heart because they're, they are extremely talented legends. But it's just like they're they're too famous. It's like you can't fail when you're that famous because they'll be like, oh, Damon was all right. It's like, yo, it's not. It's a stand up. It's like, I don't know. You help me out. And the amount of time it takes to create an hour. Yeah. So like for, you know, Eddie Murphy was the shit. He hasn't been stand up in like 30 years. His last specials were like Delirious and Raw, were amazing. The greatest, some the of the best. greatest. Now you of definitely time. can't do half of that material. Yeah, but he's also gone on to do a kids movies, Doctor Doolittle, Pluto Nash. You know, he's like a family man. He's got his own kids. He's like, for him to craft like a dope hour would take years and years. So you know, he's gonna have people writing for him or like helping him. Yeah, and it'll just you know the greatest comedians in the world that have millions of dollars and it takes two years to write one hour two years to write one hour i don't know if i could fucking i would say at least yeah if you could fathom that but that's like and that's the best that's the best and like that's how hard it is to come up with good material well you even think that it takes 10 years to come up with like your first dope hour, 10 yeah. years of grinding. And then you get the shot to do the hour special and then you do it. But while you're doing that, you, you know, you've got like maybe like a half hour backup material and then you got to write the next half hour. And then, yeah, it's insane. Like the people who keep cranking out specials every year. 
that's insane to me. Hi, what do you think about Eddie Murphy doing stand-up, Mr. Cat? I can't wait. I... Hey, Cat. VIP special guest on the podcast, Mr. Cat, dropping by for an exclusive interview on what he thinks about Craig Conan stealing his friend's girl at the beach. <laughs> That's what I said. Snitches get stitches. He's loose lip sync <laughs> shits. Oh... Uh... I don't know. I think how long we've been rolling? Uh, hour twenty-seven. Oh, we're we're hitting it, bro. You never talked about the Motley Crue show. Oh fuck, Jesus Christ. Okay, me and my buddies were all dumb, degenerate idiots. Twenty-two. Uh, there's four of us. We have four bottles, and we're passing them. It's like vodka, rum, beer, champagne. Just dumb dumb great combo just just <laughs> ran just random shit just chasing the champagne just with the chug, vodka chug chug in the circle uh we're smoking weed popping pills doing fucking just dumb degenerate south bay boys shit you know we're all from torrance or down the beach and we go to montley crew and we're part you know uh tailgating and we smoke weed and then we go in and uh within 30 40 minutes we all got kicked out like did you even see molly crew no <laughs> no we heard it from the parking lot um within six minutes we get lost and split up from each other and this is like pre-cell phone nowadays like just like maybe only one of you had a, had phone. a flip phone you yeah. know and like it just we we're like oh see you later i try to sneak into vip I get tackled and they kick me out. Then I try to sneak back in. I get <laughs> caught again. They kick me out. Then I go for a third time. And they're like, that's it, dude. And they take me to like this little concerts have little jails, if you didn't know that. And they take a picture of you and they fingerprint you. And there's like cops there and everything. And they're like, look, motherfucker, if you try to go back again, like we're going to arrest, arrest you, you know. I was like, all right. And I was like, better not, you know. <laughs> and uh, so then I go to my car. And I'm just waiting at my car. And then uh, one by one, my buddies start showing up. And I'm like, what happened to you? I got kicked out. And then like three of the four got kicked out. And we're like, fuck, where's Brandon? We're going to have to wait forever for him, you know? And then like five minutes later, it's like, I got kicked out. And we all got kicked out. And then I'm an asshole idiot. Keep in mind, kids, I don't recommend doing any of the things I do. Don't steal your friend's girl, even though it wasn't his girl. And uh, I have a Ford Explorer, right? And I run up my car and I just run off the back of it and I do a, a flip power bomb onto the top of a BMW because I'm just fucked up, oh, you know? Yeah. Did I tell the You've story? You told that part of this. Yeah, and I just, just, I do it like, I don't even know, two, three, four times and just destroy this poor car. <laughs> with my back and it, I'm just, I'm just so <laughs> fucked up. I don't feel a thing, you know, but the next day I was like, Oh, like what, what did I do? And then I light off firecrackers and, uh, it might've been a string of 200 and then we leave and, uh, I'm fucked up. I'm just bumping black Sabbath, driving on the 405, pull over, piss on the side of the freeway. Don't get caught. Don't get a ticket. Don't get a DUI. My buddy's puking out the the window. He's puking. Puking, pissing, stop. Hazards on. 
my <laughs> god dude drive to denny's or ihop same shit and then we're in the parking lot at del Amo mall and i'm like doing donuts and peeling out and shit this is all the same night it's all the same night <laughs> and uh mall security like pulls me over and shines the light and i was like oh i'm sorry i was just showing off my buddies we're going to ihop and they're like all right then we go eat and we go home and we get away with it we get away with all of it and i'm not telling you to do that and I, hopefully i inspire you not to do that because we all could have died like that uh but you know <laughs> moved to wild south bay life <laughs> did the shit i feel like the shit you get away with as a kid like one time we were i was t- like totally drunk driving right two different cars with too many kids in the car yeah you know when every seat's taken Standard you know it's trouble when every person in the car is smoking a cigarette too. yeah like the person in the middle is smoking a cigarette yeah. and we had airsoft guns <laughs> and we were hanging out the window like in in traffic shooting the cars with the airsoft guns it wasn't like metal bbs they were like plastic ones you know but still but there were still like black guns like they probably had the i don't remember they probably had the orange edge yeah but like i can't even fathom now you're like are you insane yeah like what the fuck were we doing yeah i had this m80 gun that it's like a flare gun but it shoots m80s it's for agricultural purposes and we just drive around and shoot it at houses the <laughs> kids we don't like and, why and now did, now that's like a terrorist attack it's like no we're just fucking just a gun why didn't you talk about that in dubuque iowa oh yeah i guess you know right. you could have connected with them <laughs> yeah. on a farming level we shoot out mortars mortar bombs out the car we put the, the tube to our chest put our chest to the window and just shoot mortars out i mean if that blows up like that's our face it sounds like you had a pretty solid firework connect. I do, dude. I got fireworks in there right now. Really? Dude, see, they were legendary for me. Like, I only ever got them once in my life. And they were like whack ones, you know? And I put them in action figures' hands. I think I had a string of firecrackers and I undid them individually. Yeah. So I could put them in my toys' hands so they look like dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> I but did I, that dance. That's a fun one. Blow up little army figurines. And yeah. My dad always gave them to me. He'd buy like five six seven hundred dollars worth of fireworks every fourth of july and all my ghetto uh side they they had the connect in the hood and this one dude used to have like a fucking truck you know a, a rider u-haul truck full of them just like what do you want dude what kind of punishment would you get if you had a rider truck full of fireworks now now i have no idea i don't want to know but back then it was nothing dude it was the like cops shenanigans. be like, "We'll just take this. Yeah, you don't do jail time. We're gonna, we're gonna have a good Fourth of July at the lake, honey." And uh, yeah, just fireworks to the shit. But the shit you do when you're a dumb kid. My buddy, the same kid that was puking out the window, his name's JP. He used to drive drunk in high school and swerve and be like, "This is how teenagers die." And literally, <laughs> we would laugh. We would laugh. And every year, somebody would die, and we still would do it. And we're just like... So sad. So dumb. We're so dumb. Dude, we used to rob this liquor store. There was this old man named Whitey, and he would work at the front front counter, and two friends would go and distract him, talk to him about like fishing or whatever. Another friend would hit stop on the VCR, right? And then another friend would go in the back with a backpack and fill the backpack up with just like bottles you know and sometimes we'd like luck out sometimes it'd be good Fuck bottles why do you pay attention Dude. well sometimes it'd be good and then other times it'd be like weird like puckers you know what i yeah. mean so you get a mix and then the other friend would pass the backpack out the back door to another friend 
and then we'd walk out like nothing happened. And at one point we had like 200 bottles of alcohol and we keep them in my friend's couch, like a couch like this. And there was a hole in the back and we kept them inside and we would just get fucking wasted. We drink before school. We drink at school. We'd fill up sodas, you know, like half rum, half whatever. And like, yeah, it's crazy. It's so shitty. It's it's shit that you think is cool back then, and like if you did it now, like if you drank before work, or be like, oh, let me get a rum and soda for this podcast. It's like, yo, it's noon, dude. Like, yeah. you're a loser. Like, you're not on vacation. This is your life. Get your fucking shit together. People are like, I want to party. I want to party. Like, no, you don't. Like, even if you do party and you're an appropriate party, you party in Hawaii on vacation. It's like. If you're drinking at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, it's like fucking real. Cat, stop heckling. I me. mean, fuck, I've been there. I think we're wrapping up though. It's been an hour and a half. Is there anything else you want to talk about there, player? Um, nothing. Yeah, that's it. Community service. Uh, this is Grant Cotter. I think I said that once. I'm Grant Cotter. I had a great time on community service. It's been great to be here with Mr. Cat and. He's extremely CPC. funny. Check him out. He tours the country. And uh, yeah, I've always felt we were of kindred spirits, surfer, skater, druggy kids. I feel like we do have a very similar, like, you know, you're South Bay. I'm SoCal. You had an explorer. I had an explorer. You got in trouble. <laughs> I got in trouble. You do comedy. I do comedy. I feel like we are in the same When did you get arrested? I didn't ask that. Oh, that's a, uh, oh. what, it, what, uh. I can't believe I've I've been, uh, I'll get back on track. We'll continue this. What bad event or arrest story that you went through that changed you for the better? That's the moral of my podcast that I forget to touch. Well, I mean, I got a couple. I did get in trouble a lot as a kid. And like, I would have to do like community service. You know, one time I got a a curfew ticket and they made me do community service at a morgue. And I had to oh. clean the morgue. <laughs> what the fuck? And it was like, I rem- that'll make you more fucked up, dude. I remember like I had to use like Windex on like the refrigerators where they keep people. And then I had to clean. There was like a, a wheelie cart and inside the cart wheels were like just chunks of hair. Oh. And I was just like scared. Like, is this dead? How people old hair? are you? It's like 15, 16. You know, government, maybe you should have a, a better form of punishment than the morgue. And it was like we lived in a small town and like I like whoever was dead, I probably knew. Yeah. You know, and then one of the, the shitty kids, my friend, Andrew, he was like, I'm going to open it. I'm going to open it. But like, I don't know if he did or not. I left, but that was fucked up. Another time I got busted stealing condoms at Target. That was fucked up. I remember that story. Yeah. Was that on the TV recently? I just did like oh, a little yeah. thing of that. Yeah. So that was really fucked up, and I was like scared, and that's why my mom sent me to live with my dad. Yeah, because she like couldn't handle. You me got on that booted one. to Catalina for stealing condoms, yeah. trying to have safe sex. Then check I, out his Instagram. <laughs> he just posted a cartoon a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Then I got um, what did I do? Uh, I got busted for having a beer bottle in my car, so they gave me a wet reckless when I was like twenty. And then I had to do 10 days at Caltrans community service. That's the worst. I had to do that. Picking up trash on the side of the freeway. Yeah. Like, dude, such a jam up. But I, one time I found 20 bucks. Yeah. And I was stoked. <laughs> but another time I smoked weed in a tree with another dude. Because, like, the, they would just drop you off, like, along a big stretch of freeway. And you got the vest on. 
and uh like the the main truck with like the porta potty attached to it was like four or five hundred yards down the way and me and this other kid climbed the tree and he fucking had a little one hitter and we smoked i smoked with a community service kid too and i, I just thought in my head like what if we get kicked out of community service and get more <laughs> community service while doing community service dude it was like it was fucked up man 10 days of that shit was so long are you sober now too yeah how long i guess 21 months hell yeah yeah hell yeah i remember when i met you you did not drink yeah and then i saw you drinking Mm -hmm. and then i just laughed at your pain it was bad you know i know it's okay i was sober and then like you know my mom passed away and like i just went and like it was just in like a bad like living situation well, yeah man i'm sorry i can't i couldn't even uh imagine that one you know i don't want to imagine it well it, it started by accident you know i didn't it wasn't like uh you know like i was in so much pain that i started drinking i went to a place and they you know i ordered just like a soda water with lime and they put alcohol in it and i drank it and the second i drank it like i knew you know, yeah. I knew, but I was like, is it? Wait, hold on. And then so I finished it and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was like, well, I already drank today. Like, I should just have another Thank one. Thank God that has never yeah. happened to me. And it really it's it's like the way you 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 make it acceptable for yourself. You know, you like start to give yourself reasons. You go, well, I already had one, you know, and it was an accident. Like, I didn't try to do it like. I feel okay. I'm fine. Like, I'll just, I already drank today. I might as well just have another one. And then it leads like all night. And then it was like, you know, I was fine yesterday. It was okay. Maybe I'm good. And, and then that led to like two, two years of just like getting fat and not, not being good at what I was doing. Well, I'm glad you're back, baby. I'm back, man. He's back sober, looking good. And I also thought it was helping my comedy, but it wasn't. You know, because maybe one time I had some drinks and I was like loose on stage and I thought it was good. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, I'm good. It's and never consistent. No. It's like very rare. What is, there's like two. There's like Ron White and Doug Stanhope. Yeah. And the rest, it's like, put it down. And those guys are <laughs> legends. So like, you know, but I was leave like, it to the legends. I was ashamed that I was drinking, you know, and I would only do it like at the haha. Yeah. You know, that's where I saw you drinking at the haha. Yeah, because I was I was like, this doesn't it does nothing matters here. Yeah. You know, so it's bad. And now, like, I mean, I still perform there sometimes, but like to me, it's like bad memories, bad vibes. Yeah. The haha does seem like the club to relapse at. Yeah. Well, dude, I wasn't. I mean, that's a story for a different day. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on there. Um. Well, I'm glad you're sober. I'm glad Thanks, you're back. Man. Looking good. Funny fucking bastard thanks don't do drugs kids don't do drugs don't drink and drive don't fuck your friend's girlfriend it don't wasn't <laughs> his girlfriend it don't was a put, girl he liked don't put fudge on your baseball coach's statues <laughs> don't look at your cat's dick <laughs> pink dick look at this cute kitty oh i was i was never a cat guy until They're recently the best, man me too well all right, community service. Thank you for liking and subscribing. This has been Grant Carter, extremely funny friend of mine. Check him out on all social medias. I'll tag him in this shit. I uh, love you all. Thanks for being a part of my uh, goals to get in the kitchen. I appreciate you all. Mr. Cat's licking me. 
Yeah, I've never been licked by a cat before. So I didn't know that cats have sandpaper tongues. And the first time I got licked, I was like, what the fuck's wrong with this cat? <laughs> Are you filming this? He's yeah. like straight up licking me. It's yeah. so cute. This is the coolest thing that's ever happened to it's me. It's so cute. It does feel strange. Good vibes. I know. It's sandpaper tongue. Well, I'm going to go put tune on my balls for Mr. <laughs> cat. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stay off the dark internet. Don't do rotten.com. Don't do porn. Just watch it. Yeah, don't do it. There's a little bit of it, too. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Everything is darkness if you do too much of it. Walk towards the light. Towards the light, Eat organic vegetables and be happy. Cold brew concentrate and shit your pants. Have a little cat lick you and feel the joy. Happiness is is work. Why is it so hard? Anyways, I love you all. Have a good evening. Roger Donna, over now. Bye-bye.